Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Gary O'Hanlon is here. You were the host of a podcast. I am yourself and Gar Mullins. Yeah, yeah. Dishing it out. So okay. So tell everybody who you are and who he is in relation to this. So we know you are the chef of this unbelievably swanky yeah. French chateau. Yeah, and well, Gar is he is the fancy as he likes to call it the marker Anantara marker hotel. Yeah. Five star. There's probably six or seven stars at the Condor. We had a the bit Condor, of a crack of it. I, I heard the very opening of the first episode, the two of you going at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of Star Wars going on there, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, Gareth and I have been really good friends for a long time. Um, Shona came to me over a year ago about doing the podcast. And then he's crazy busy. I'm crazy busy, especially in the summer. Like the Chateau's mm. closed now at the minute for the winter. And I'm splitting my time between a gig at the Opera Bastille. So I'm still in Paris. All right. my work is in France at the moment. And obviously around October, November, we had earmarked, you know, Cully and Sully, fair play. And they come in with a little bit of beans to make the make show yep. and make it happen. So we got season one that we're kind of like a good bit into it already. We have a few episodes in the can, a few great guests coming up actually over the next few weeks. Brilliant. It's called Dishing It Out, which is a class name, I think. It is a class name yeah. because in fairness, the two of you do dish it out to each other and to the yeah. guests as well. Tell me this though, like... We have a kind of a rule on radio, right? Now, on this show I'm talking about, not necessarily on radio in general, but it is effectively that cooking doesn't work on our show, right? And the reason I'd say that is, I think chefs are some of the most fascinating people in the world, and I think picking up a little tip from a chef here and there can actually change the way you cook forever, right? I genuinely believe that. But I think the whole thing of talking through a recipe and perhaps even bringing in a little stove and doing whatever. <laughs> I just think there's a, there's a visual element of that. So when you guys were approaching the podcast, did that ever creep into your minds or did you just go, no, we know how we're going to handle the, the cooking side of it? Yeah, well, look, once the, the two people or the one person that's actually narrating it or talking you through a recipe, there's definitely a skill there where you remove a lot of the chefiness, trying to explain a dish, knowing that nobody can actually see it, and also that they're in a car for the most part, or in an office and they're maybe catching it, that you're not putting them off, it doesn't sound too mm. silly and too chefy and too difficult is a big thing, put your ego aside talk like you're talking to somebody that's never done it without sounding patronising Sure, that's the balance, that's, yeah. I think that's the key Gary, United Yeah, like it's been tough. The red and white Adidas top <laughs> tells a lot. Um, yeah. It has been tough, hasn't it? I mean, like, it's... How are you about this? Because I'm kind of, at this point, I'm kind of resigned, I think, to the fact that we are where we are with until the ownership markedly changes, materially changes, and I don't even think the 25% Ineos thing we're looking at with Sir Jim Ratcliffe is going to be enough. I think until that happens, I'm just kind of going... Okay, well, if we sell everybody and for some reason buy all of Rochdale's team and put them out, if that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. And I still love Man United. How about you? It's funny you say that, right? And and I always wanted or never wanted to be the fan that just flapped their arms and just went, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I cannot take it anymore. I'm in a Man United WhatsApp group that likes a Simon Delaney, Connor Pope. There's all these boys in media. You, I would tell you to get in there, but no, it's no, a I've lonely, been offered and I've actually, yeah, I've actually refused a couple a, of times. It's a horrible place to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a couple of boys that bowed out over the years, but my daughter, Cora, was born New Year's Eve 2013. And I said to Nettie, my wife, that's it. That's the catalyst. We are, that she is going to turn the tables. So all she brought to my life was bad luck since she landed Because <laughs> she's 10. Cora's yeah. fault. Cora's 10 this yeah. New Year's Eve. And I said to Nettie the other day watching Ireland, I was flat my hands. I mean, I love Stephen Kenny. If you see me on Twitter, I'm like, 
Yeah. You know, I'm a, an emotional guy when it comes to football. And I just said, it like, nobody cares. Nobody cares enough. United are a shambles. I genuinely, in my ignorance, I did not think that the Glazers coming in were, were going to be as bad yeah. as what they Nobody's ended up being. Yeah. Right, let's change things up very quickly. The restaurant, what a show. I know. How long have you been on that? Oh, my one episode I was meant to do was 12 years ago. Jesus. I'm doing the show 12 years. Do you now. love it? I absolutely love it. It's the hardest job I do. And I was explaining this to Gareth um, a few weeks ago, you know, and, and anybody over the years that's been on the show... I mean, we literally open a restaurant every day. We walk in. The only part of the show that's a wee bit of a lie is we know who's coming in. Sure. They've sent in a, a menu. We feed 60 people every night. You yep. never see that you many have people. You to cook. Yeah, yeah. Between, it's a real you know, deal. Sponsors and people getting a wee lock of back robe. And then you need to create an ambience in the room. There's probably about 16 to 22, 24 mic'd up. Others sitting in the background. So the room is full. Mm. 60 to 65 people. And you feed everybody. Everybody gets the same menu. You walk in the empty fridges. You know, we have a brilliant lady that works on the show, Orla Broderick. She writes a lot of cookbooks. She's amazing, works in the food world. So she, we give her the order. She buys the food, sets up the stations. And then Stephen, Louise and I would put all our stuff away. But every single element of every single dish, the celebrity chef of the day must prepare. Yeah. Every single element must be caught on camera. Because, say for example, somebody starts saying... Oh, there's garlic and that, and I hate garlic, mm. or there's whatever. The camera and the producer and editor could come back to see at some point at 8 a.m. Did today, we shoot the garlic We on saw Gronya Shoga or Dave Moore or whomever crushing garlic and pitting it in, yeah, knowing yeah. that you shouldn't have been in there. And they love that kind of stuff. Right, right. And right. I always look like I'm having a mental breakdown because <laughs> we go in around half seven, eight o'clock. We start filming around half eight, nine. The celebrity will come in maybe an hour later, close to between half nine and ten, say, and then up until about four, four thirty, it's hammer and tongs. One o'clock to two o'clock is the only time of the day we sit down, right? Okay. Because there's a camera switch yes. over, so you're guaranteed you're not allowed to do anything in that hour because if it's not on camera, you're not it's allowed not to do no it, idea. right? And so there's a wee bit of a break there. We usually catch up on emails and our own jobs and stuff like that, but then. The tasting is the only time Stephen, Louise and myself and John Healy have an opinion as well then as the celebrity. Do they want to go with their opinions sure. or not? But the problem there is that's that's given 30 minutes. Yeah. It always takes an hour and a half to right. two hours. So that finishes and you've now had seven or eight hours of work and I have 15 minutes to fix it. <laughs> And it's just chaos. And I always it's look like I'm, chaos. I'm going mental. You yeah, know? no, it is brilliant chaos. I love it. Okay, well, look, we look forward to the next episodes of The Restaurant. Uh, before we let you go, let's talk quick-fire questions. I ask everybody these same questions, see what you think. Uh, what would you like to be definitively known as the best in the world at? Being a good daddy. That's beautiful. Cora, you listen. He, he said you were a bad look earlier on. He doesn't mean it. Cora Potty and Ali <laughs> Legends. Yeah, I'd no, love to just... There's nothing like yeah, this. Sure does not. is a really good daddy. Mm, yeah. Oh, no, the best. The absolute best. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Um, maybe Terrell Hatton, possibly. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. I meet really famous people all the time. But you're getting their numbers is I don't different. be annoying them for their numbers. Sure. Though. Yeah. Terrell Hatton is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Professional golfer, yeah. Yeah, well... You know what? I love Lar. I'm going to go with Lawrence Kindle. In my, why in not? my why world, not? he's a bigger deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Food-wise, go back to your school lunch, primary school now, say eight years old. What school were you in? St. Mary's in Remelton. Right. St. Mary's in Remelton. When you open up your lunchbox for Sus Bjog, what was in it? Sandwiches. Usually cheese, white bread, 
sandwiches, either ham and cheese or just cheese. Um, I drank milk on my first day and spat it out. I was used to getting raw milk. Oh, right, she's pasteurized. No, I used to get raw milk uh, off Mammy. And I actually vividly remember having my last bottle the morning I went to school. I took one mouthful of those dirty cartons that you get milk <laughs> yeah. in, spat it out, got in a bit of trouble off Mrs. Turkin, <laughs> and I never drank milk again. <laughs> no way. Never. Would you drink Unless it's in a cereal. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. Frosties or Cocoa Pops where it gets manipulated yeah. wildly by sugar and chocolate. <laughs> That's different. But yeah, I totally. can't drink milk. It turns my stomach. Right, interesting. Who would you like beside you in a zombie apocalypse? Oh, The Rock. <laughs> Solid answer yeah, in fairness. Stick me in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd look after you. And the final question I ask everybody, because I don't, is, Gary, do you wash your legs in the shower? Do you know what? This is going to sound really weird. I think of you every time I shower. Yes! This makes me <laughs> I very said happy. We, I said to we Ali at the weekend, he had a match and he came back, he trains on a Saturday yeah. morning. He was clattered. Heat's getting showered. Cora's the same. I was like, for God's sake, you have to wash yourself, you dirty animal. Look at the shape of you. And they obviously, you know, the dirtier you are, the better you played. Yeah. I goes, don't be like Dave Murnau and wash those legs. You know what I mean? He's like, who? Who's that? Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't worry about He's it. He's only seven. You know, he doesn't know you yet. But yeah, I, I kind of never did. But since I heard you didn't no, do that. I've turned you. I, yeah, I started washing my legs after that episode, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, Gary, thank you so much for coming in. I recommend everybody tune in to Dishing It Out. It is the new podcast where you get Gary and Gar uh, talking about all things cooking, fascinating guests, loads of tips to pick up if you're into your cooking at all. Uh, so make sure you listen to it, Dishing It Out. Thank you so much for coming in. Good man. Dave Moore. On Today FM. Podcast.